our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your host, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Hey, Sim, how's it going? Hey, Sim. Oh, hey, Sim. Hey, Sonia. I've just, I'm so used to hearing my own voice. How are you? I'm doing great. Quick low buy update. Bought a new phone. So that's fun and fresh, isn't it? I think there is some context that you are like missing out here. Why did you buy a phone? It's not like you were driving home from work and you were like, you know what I need? I need to spend 1800 on a phone. Like there was clearly a reason for it. Yeah. So I was just, you know, minding my own business when I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. and a notification froze my old iPhone. And I literally did everything under the sun to fix it. And then I was like, you know what? Stuff it. Went the whole day without the phone. Still not working. So I... Went ahead and I went to Spark and just bought the new iPhone 12 Pro Max because I need a phone and I can't be bothered waiting for someone to fix my phone. I will say this, I have dropped my phone so many times on like concrete, on tile and it still it, it still worked and what got me was a freaking iPhone notification not going away that's completely frozen my phone. Isn't that ridiculous? It just sounds like you're going through it right now, and and that's okay. I hope everyone can hear the pain in my voice. I didn't want this new phone, but now I'm stuck with it, and I'm going to be grateful. And how good is that that I was able to purchase it without even worrying about my like finances and my budget? I was just thinking about my low buy. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want the phone, you can always just give it to me and borrow like a spare phone. Yeah, no, I'm actually good. I had my cry. Thank you for listening to me. Anywho, let's just get into what we're talking about today. So today we're wrapping up the first half of 2021 and we're diving into the performances of the best and worst stocks. Now, bear in mind, this is just going to be a high level overview where we'll run through some trends, top performance and low performance to give you some insight. I think the thing that I love about these kind of episodes is realistically like how many of us want to actually sit down every day and read like the Wall Street Journal? Like how many of us have the time to be like, how is the stock market overall doing? 
how are the different industries going? Like, it's just, I don't know about you, but as someone that loves investing, I don't actually love hearing about the tedious bits of news, like so-and-so CEO got fired and so-and-so's company is going to start doing this. Like, I just don't enjoy it. So this episode is just to, you know, cut through the BS and give you what you need. And also, how is it midway through 2021? I know. In my notes here, I have written down that time isn't real at all. Um, we're actually in August, so we're just past midway, which is insane. Oh, August is birthday month, Sonia. I know. Happy birthday to all my Leos out there and Virgo cusps. <laughs> so moving into the actual nitty gritty of today's episode, there's a few trends that we've seen this year, Sonia, with the stock market. A few of them are not really surprising and just wanted to get into the fact that the stock market's actually been looking pretty good. She's been looking nice. And praise be, right? Like, I remember in lockdown when we were, like, looking into the stock market and that was the start of my investing journey and there was just so many bloody memes on the internet of, like, hey, can the stock market go any lower? And it was like a limbo. It was like a limbo thing. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I getting into? So here we are a year later. I honestly would not have thought that it would have recovered so quickly. But I mean, the first half of 2021 showed us that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, and for those that don't know what NASDAQ is, it's the top 3,000 tech stocks, both of them closed at or near record highs. Like that is quite impressive to me. And I think just the trend of the market, especially tech, yes, it's been rough throughout the months but overall so far it's actually it's actually ending pretty strong and then a lot of what's caused this sort of trend to go forward is the fact that yes there is COVID but vaccination rates especially in the US and in Europe are ramping up the US is about 50% vaccinated at this stage and the UK is 60% done now, some countries are still lagging a little bit behind. Japan's kind of at 15% of their population. But by late August, so later this month, it should hit about 50%, which is insane. And so as a result, yes, vaccinations are increasing and hopefully the economy continues to open up and companies start to do a little bit better again. However, there is the threat that all these new variants are kind of coming about, especially the Delta variant. And so some people are still a little bit skeptical about where things are going to go. My first thought when it comes to all of this is how everything is interlinked. Like when I was thinking about it, I was like, how is the vaccine relevant to the stock market? But it totally is because if you think about it, the more people that are vaccinated and the higher the percentage of people that are vaccinated in countries, it means that countries' economies can start rolling again and hopefully get back to normal pre-COVID and accelerate that. And then that kind of leads on to the question, are we there yet? Like if, Sim, you're saying the S&P 500 and NASDAQ are at like record highs, like wouldn't you say that who cares if the economy has recovered or not yet? Like the stock market's doing really well. According to the Russell Investments prediction, the market still hasn't quite recovered despite some really good returns occurring. 
And according to them, it actually won't be open or it won't be back to normal levels until mid-2022. And this is in regards to the US economy. And of course, most economies kind of get affected by this. So you can imagine that the numbers are similar elsewhere. So with all that being said, in terms of context and trends that Russell Investments has seen so far, I'm going to get started on the top three high-performing stocks. So to start off with, the top performing stock so far is quite an interesting one and not something that I personally would have picked out or something that I hear people talking about a lot on social media or just out there in general, and that's actually Atlantic Capital Bank Shares. So for those of you who don't know, the Atlantic Capital Bank Shares, they're a Georgia-based bank holding company that was founded back in 2006. And... The company's shares have actually returned more than 77% to investors year to date. It has a market cap of over $517 million and it's posted close to $80 million in annual review at the end of 2020. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And just to mention, like this is the top performing stocks starting from the beginning of this year to now. So if, so if you're listening at home and you're like, why is this not like Moderna? That would be the top stock of like 2020. But this is, okay, COVID's happened. Okay, we're starting to get vaccinations out. Who's doing well now? But in saying that, I'm still pretty surprised. Yeah, exactly. Because on April 22, the company actually posted earnings results for the first three months of 2021. So the end of the quarter, which would be 31st March, they reported their earnings per share of 65 cents. And the market predictions at that time was actually 23 cents. And the revenue for the period of the company was 27 million. So that's up 16.7% compared to last year. So the second high-performing stock is actually Cameco Corporation. Bit of background on the company, they're a Canada-based firm that deals in uranium and they were founded way back in 1988 and the stocks actually returned more than 59% to investors year to date. In terms of what the company actually does, I mean they are among the largest uranium producers globally and they have interests in uranium production and selling in Europe and Asia and North America as well. 
And if you're listening at home and you're like, okay, cool, but like why uranium? What do we even use uranium for? It's essentially an element that we use primarily for electricity, but also nuclear power stations. So think Simpsons. The element is actually quite important to generate electricity in nuclear power stations, right? So my bet is is that heaps of governments of countries around this world are quite interested in the company and in the element. So moving on to the third and final high-performing stock that we'll be talking about today, it's actually energy fuels. So Energy Fuels is a Colorado-based company and they are primarily engaged in uranium as well. So that's mining, development and processing of the uranium. It was founded in 1987 and the stock has offered investors returns up to 312% over the past year. And this company, so Energy Fuels, they're often cited as one of the most prominent like they're the forefront of uranium production in the u.s so those were the stocks that like outshone this year they've been doing really well they've surprised everyone including ourselves and now let's go look at the ones that didn't do so well this year the low performing or the three worst performing stocks based on the s&p 500 so out of the top 500 companies in the u.s these are the three worst stocks to date this year in terms of performance. And I think you might know some of them. So coming in at number three is Peloton. If you are not familiar with them, they're those like fancy American bikes, the exercise equipment that everyone's been using. They're also a huge media company and they're based in New York. And essentially what they do or their main product is a internet connected stationary bike and treadmill and you essentially get a like monthly subscription and you can sit in your home with your bike and essentially be part of a spin class like in very like simple terms and they ended up being the third worst performing stock so far they were down 18 percent year to date now I just want to say that this is not because suddenly they've done really poorly it's more just because COVID happened this time last year they were raking it in because everyone was home and everyone wanted to get fitter and their their equipment was just doing so well that in comparison it's kind of on that downwards part of the hill My thoughts on this would be that everyone probably had the right intentions during lockdown to try get more fit and healthy and not put on so much lockdown weight because we couldn't go anywhere. But now that we're kind of coming out of lockdown, all our countries and cities are coming out of lockdowns, it kind of makes sense to me why they're not performing as good as last year because you can go outside now. So number two, the second worst performing stock from the start of 2021 till now is Clorox Co. Clorox is in other countries really well known to be just a staple for cleaning supplies. So not just bleach, but also things like wipes and sanitizers and sprays. And you can understand why after COVID, or at least on this side of COVID, things have started to drop off, not because we suddenly don't care about cleaning anymore, not because we suddenly don't 
like the company anymore. It's just that they did so well last year that they're kind of coming back down to their normal range. And that brought them down to 9% year to date and 22% year on year because last year, this time last year, they did very, very well. And so it's a good moment to understand that if you see a stock doing really poorly, it's not because, oh my God, that company is just down the drain or people don't believe in it anymore. Sometimes there's a little bit more to it and we need to look into these figures with a bit of a critical thinking hat, so to speak. It's not as if we don't care about cleaning, as you just said. It's that I think there was a height of cleanliness at the start of COVID and lockdown for a lot of countries. I mean, man, we were wiping down every piece of grocery that came through the door, you know? And I think we're, it was wild. I can't believe we actually used to do that. And I, I get that it's still a norm for some people, but I think for the majority of people that intense like, holy crap I need to disinfect every single thing ever has kind of died down now I know that we could possibly turn this into a drinking game of hey take a shot every time that Sonia says yeah that makes sense but it does <laughs> and then coming up hot as the worst performing stock in the entire S&P 500 to this day from the start of this year is actually a drug maker, surprisingly. Now, it doesn't seem to make sense as to why in this time where everyone is quite hyper-aware of their health, why a drug maker would be the worst performing stock. But let me just explain everything out to you. There's nothing wrong with the company itself. The company is called Vietris, and they essentially had a merger between another company and Upjohn, and Upjohn is a spin-off of Pfizer. And as a result, some people that owned the Pfizer stock, so this is Pfizer, the COVID injection, COVID vaccination company, some Pfizer-owning shareholders got given some of this Vietris stock because it's kind of come under their acquisition. And the shareholders were like, oh, like, thank you for this free stock, but actually no thank you, like I don't know this, I don't want it and they would sell it off and as a result so many people sold it off that the stock price just tanked down to 21% year to date. So in conclusion we've gone into a few trends that people have picked up over the past year and we've dived into the high performance stocks and just to recap that was one Atlantic Capital Bank Shares, two Camco Corporation, three energy fuels, and Sims just finished us off with the T, the low performing stocks this past year. Again, that was Peloton, Clorox Co, and Vietris, all with reasonings why behind why it took a hit this year. Now, before we go, if you want to hear more of these two voices, feel free to join our Facebook group. It's a great place to not only ask us questions, but also ask questions to our wider community. We have so many people in there that are sharing their knowledge and it's a safe space to be like, look, I just don't understand this investing thing. Please help. We've also got a huge thriving Instagram community that is at 47,000, which is insane. And of course, if you like what we do and you want to share it with more people, feel free to tag us on Instagram. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. 
before we go, Girls That Invest does not provide personalised investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. All right, till next time, Sonia. Next time, Sim. Bye. Bye.